All right, beautiful people, here we are back on the Virtus Performance Podcast. We have a, a new guest who's also an old guest. He's been around the traps a little bit. Andrew, welcome. Hello. Thanks for the, having me. The Mayor of Mornington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> um, am, I the, am I the... I was thinking about this before I was jumping on. Am I the least fit person that's been on this podcast? Uh, absolutely not. Mitch has been on. No, Mitch is, <laughs> Mitch is pretty fit at the moment. He's double figures. Good on him. Yeah, no, he's doing very, very well. Um, I mean, fitness is more of a state of mind than a. I like the diplomatic answer. Yeah. That's okay. No, you got you got all right. We just need to. I'm get, fine. We just need to get you back in here a little bit more often. But yeah, you're certainly um, one of the more injured humans I've ever met. I uh, I reckon if there's a trophy for like length of time between injuries shortest <laughs> um that would be me <laughs> oh no i'm just gonna go out go and have a couple of shots next thing you know you call me cooked your uh achilles, achilles. Last one, yeah. bit rough but how, are, how is it going by the way how is the the rehabs um back into life yeah it's it's not too bad the the i actually stood in goals for uh some indoor <laughs> soccer for the last five minutes of the game the other day Jesus. and um within Five seconds a goal was kicked on me. Literally walked in. We were up. We were up. I think five zip. Yeah. Walk, walk in. in clean snag. sheet so far. And yeah. bang. Top top right corner. Uh, the guys say, "Oh, that was on us." And I'm like, "I reckon, <laughs> I, reckon I just did a crap job." There. Probably just halved the uh, responsibility for that. Yeah. Um, but for for those that don't know Andy, Andy's been on the podcast before back in late 2017, early 2018, somewhere around that. Somewhere around that. We talked yeah. about. You keep people out of jail. We talked yeah. about you bringing what would what would be the word you use? It's like authenticity, Auth- authenticity, authenticity, authenticity into a space which is very, or for for a long time, just been very stereotypically and structured, and not necessarily enjoyable. Yeah, um, yeah very, yeah, uh, accounting. Accounting, <laughs> yeah, numbers do. and things. But for um, those for those on the podcast who don't know what I do, I have a background in accounting and taxation. I I built an accounting firm that's now just over twenty people, um, and we keep people out of jail. But uh, <laughs> our point of difference is probably more relationally how we work with our clients as opposed to um, necessarily what we do because everyone does the same thing. Yes, right? like it's. Kind of like at a gym, they come here to, to work out to some extent, but how you work out with them is different. So how we how we look after our clients is that's what makes it different. Yeah, and one of the things that makes you so special and so loved within the community is just that you're values-led, you're values-based. Everything that you do, there's a clear reason and almost like an evolutionary purpose behind it because you know how beneficial it can be when people are chasing the shit that they love to do. Totally. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is is built off personal experience and stuff as well, right? So um, having run a business myself and then had a whole bunch of fringe involvements as well, I've learned so much about what it means to do that and then you overlay that and when you work with your clients and say, well, hey, yeah, yeah we, we lodge tax returns and it's important, it's valuable, but really what are you trying to do with business and how is that going to impact your life and then how do we support you in that space to do it well? Yeah, and it's, it's been, yeah, and, and obviously... For those that want to dive back into that first initial conversation, um, just scroll down a whole bunch. Forever. Um, just doom scroll. Yeah, for I'm pretty bit. sure the title is Keeping People Out of Jail, and it was yeah. around episode 20 or 30 of the first season, so a little while ago. How has that drive, desire, um, mission grown, evolved over the last five or six years? Ooh. Big question, I know. Yeah, like I guess like if you look back then to now, the scale of what it is that 
that we as a business that myself as an individual does is significantly more um uh you know we've back then we would have had a team of five or six now we've got a team of 20 odd um back then yeah, well. we were you know just renting a space uh in Manaliza. now we've bought a factory in and fitted out with our space upstairs co-working podcast recording room event space whiskey bar so we've mm. kind of like the scale of what we've done um Back then, I would, you know, share stories on podcasts like this, which are great and amazing yep. and, like, millions of listeners, obviously. Um, obviously. Now, I've been lucky enough to, like, travel the world and stand on stage and talk to people about what it means to run a business with purpose, but in, like, I guess my profession and field to encourage and inspire in that space. So, like, this, the, the, the message or the, the, the values haven't necessarily changed, but the opportunity to share mm. and then the scale that's, that's come with has. Uh, I've also got two more kids. <laughs> which um, you love. Which I love. A lot more whiskey. Yep. Um, plenty of sneakers. <laughs> yeah. 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 If, uh, yeah if, you, if you want a little picture of a whiskey guy slash sneakers guy, this is it. This is it. This is, um, do you put the, the, the filming stuff out there too? Oh, yeah. I should have chosen what I was wearing. I know, right? No, you're looking fine. You look good. I'll do. You look good. Um, do. So how, I, I guess one of the things that I've, I've always been fascinated by is how have you embraced and, and looked at the opportunity that you've been given to essentially be a spokesperson for your industry um, mm. to the, you know, the many accountants <clears throat> um, and taxation specialists out there that are doing what you know, you're taught to do look at spreadsheets, deal with numbers, you know, go from numbers into people. How have you dealt with that responsibility and how has that grown over the last half a decade? Yeah, it's a really interesting one. Um, I can't recall if at our last conversation, I won this award in 2018. Thought Leader Things. Thought Leader Things, so Thought Leader of the Year Award. Um, literally yesterday I found out that I'm finalist for that award again five years later which is um <laughs> love that which is awesome um i think there's a like anytime you start being recognized as a a thought leader a person of interest um uh, a lot of opportunities come your way but the a big challenge is how you manage that uh ego wise <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. because i think in when you're in positions like that and it's not just the accounting industry that i get to impact and work with a lot of, it's like a lot of clients almost yeah. want to be a part of illuminate because they see what we do and they learn from that um well, it has a level of gravity that it sucks does because it's business at the end of the day like yes I, the thing that i do is the thing but the, the how i go about it is that's business yeah um but I think looking at that, the, the really important thing is you have to approach it with a mindset of what is good for this community, mm-hmm. not what is good for me. Yep. And I've been really bad at that sometimes. I've been really good at that at sometimes. And the more I, I look at opportunities or when people want to have conversations, I think the first thing is like, what value are, is the people that I'm communicating looking to get out of this? What is it yep. they need help with? What is it they need to understand? And then how can I go about providing that with the yep. knowledge that I have and the way I've gone about it? And, and often when I talk, I like to kind of, you know, how are we the same person? Yes, I might have beards, tattoos, drink whiskey and, and it'd be a bit crazy, but we're kind of just humans at the end of the day. For sure. What is the myth that you believe in? How do I debunk it? Now let's build it up together yeah. in a way that we feel like together we're agreeing on that thing as opposed to some angry dude is yelling at you from stage <laughs> saying you're all suck. Yes, yeah. And I, and I guess part of that's just meeting people where they're at. and Totally. 
being a being a friend on the journey with them to help them figure out what it is that they love to do and what it is that they value and how they can build a a life and a career that helps people makes the world a better place but then also fills them up at the same time and it's i think there's like the authenticity element of this is is about don't pretend that everything's perfect because it's not like there are there are so many times that i've i've heard people communicate ideas or share things and i'm like i know that you're hiding something you're hiding the fact that actually that's not necessarily truth in your world but it's it's an idea that you have and that i don't have a problem with people sharing ideas that are good whether it's if it's not a reality for them but i think what's more powerful is when they can share that this isn't a reality for me but Mm. this is something that i'm striving towards yes Uh, and so like for me for a while i shared a lot about um stories of how i'd let my family down and how that was a big driving factor for me and my business and the way I structure it and the way I do it because I yep. want to be I, I want to be a good husband I want to be a good parent but I need to make sure that I'm sharing these moments to become more relatable so people don't just go oh you've got all your shit together yeah. you must be like I, I remember I'm allowed to swear on this right you can say whatever good. the fuck you want I can't remember if I if I said this story <laughs> all the years ago but no one listened to it back then so I'll say it again <laughs> but I remember I was on a panel once and they were talking about employees how do you how do you find them and how do you make them good and 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 it was literally like it was like four of us there it's like we went up and down and we just said the same generic answer oh you just got to care for them (laughs) make sure you look after them and i'm like and we kind of got and it got to the end and i was like i'm just gonna call it out like like just because i'm sitting on this seat doesn't mean i'm any better than you who are sitting in the audience but to be honest you might be running a better business than me just yesterday i had two of them this was years ago not now but i had two team of my team two years ago verbally arguing with each other yelling at each other in the office yeah like and i'm now on stage talking about (laughs) people like my business is fucked Mm. as all of our businesses are but the reality is that we're just bold enough to talk about that and through that boldness good shit happens right oh 100 percent like i don't know like we've both been in business a long time now and you start you look back and i guess it's it's probably part of that like bravado of of being an early in business you you feel the need to pretend everything's great and pretend everything's perfect but ultimately you know (laughs) we're all kind of just holding it up you know with you know with with sticks sometimes but ultimately we're we're going through the shit and everyone's going through the shit and the thing that i've started to realize over the last few years is like we, we had the COVID stuff and then we had the rebuild stuff and now you're kind of in that like valley of like, oh, fuck, what's next? Mm-hmm. It's always hard and it's mm-hmm. always difficult and there's always a problem. You get more competent at, yep. at overcoming them and you get better at asking for help and you get better at, at spreading the load and, and essentially dealing with the shit that you're thrown, thrown at. But those problems don't go away. Whether you've, you know, I'm sure, you know, we look at Illuminate now and people would say, fuck, it's, it's running smoothly, it's going perfectly, everything's going great. And there'd be elements of that which are completely true, but there'd also be elements of, like, there's so many things going on behind the scenes that people don't see. Like, can you, can you speak to that idea around, oh, like, 100%. perfection a little bit? Like, 100%. Like, I, 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 like my opinion is, like, and, and this is from every business that I've worked with, and I've worked with thousands over the years. We have a good 350, 400, I, I'm guess, guessing that number that we work with currently. Yeah. Every business is like on a knife's edge. Yeah. You, it's like your goal is to try not to sharpen the edge because yeah. the sharper it is, the easier it is for it to fall <laughs> off that. So, yeah. But all you need is like 
two or three things to go wrong successfully mm. and you might be in a lot of trouble. Yep. So you're just hoping that only one thing at a time you recover. Yeah. But then that's why often we have this state of overwhelm. It's like It feels like things are constantly going wrong because you solve it and then something else happens. Yeah. But that's life, right? Yes. You know, like all of a sudden it rains and there's a bit of flooding. Shit, now I've got to deal with that. Yeah. Oh, all of a sudden, you know, my kid's gotten sick. All of a sudden this client wants to leave, you know. That's life and it happens. And the more we can understand that, we get better at it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we, bu- we build our capacity to deal with that shit. Like, yep. I think it's a really, like, I love relating business and life because it's the same thing. Like, you you become more capable and, and things like that. And, but you have moments where you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm going backwards. You know, I'm not sleeping. I'm not doing this and whatever. What is the, you've worked with so many businesses. What are the kind of key actions or key things that you would suggest people lean back into when it feels like there's just domino effect of things going wrong? Uh, So I inadvertently got a piece of advice, which wasn't really a piece of advice, and I just kind of turned it into a phrase that goes like, you're not defined by what you go through, but how you go through it. So the difference is like there's always going to be stuff that you're dealing with. Mm. Some of that stuff for you might be significantly bigger then it could be for the person next to you who might be experiencing the same thing. Yeah. That's okay. Like we need to go through the stuff the way that we go through it and how we feel and how we experience it. But the way we go through that is is important. And that's where our value and our character stands up. So, you know, if someone's challenging you based off the work you've done, maybe they're mm. saying, I don't think it's worth it. I don't want to pay your bill. Or I don't, you know, I don't think this gym environment's good. I think it's toxic or whatever. Yeah. Like you could be an absolute prick about it right or fuck you you piece of shit you don't know what i'm going about i'm fucking smarter you yeah you can get you can get fucked or you can utilize your values and and your character and you and you can understand and appreciate and 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 communicate in a way that makes sure that i kind of liken it to like either my my 65 year old self would be proud of me or my mum would be proud of me that's good so and and as a result of that who I am defined for is by the way that I deal with stuff not necessarily what I've gone through so I could be a successful accountant or I could be a non-successful accountant it doesn't matter Mm. but what matters is how I manage that and and the person I am in in the midst of that and I think a lot of our identity and this is where the authenticity comes back is a a lot of our identity is often caught up to what we do at work and how successful we are and that defines who we are as a person when I don't think it should because a lot of that stuff is often out of our control yeah, well, I've no, I've no doubt you've gone through that that process of <laughs> identity being wrapped up in Illuminate and who you are and what you're doing and things. How have you? How's that process been for you in growing out of that and being able to say, you know, Illuminate is what I do. It's not who I am. Yeah, I think for me it was relatively easy, but at the same time, I think externally it might not have looked that way. Yeah. Um, particularly for I think the accounting industry who would look at Illuminate and see me and Illuminate as one or for people who are close enough to me who would look at Illuminate and see me as one but personally I I feel like people who work around me might disagree on this and (laughs) and I'm more than comfortable with that my my approach has always been the the Illuminate is the makeup of the people within it the the team that we have um, not the individual, but there's always in a business an individual that drives it. And me yeah. being the founder who's been there for now 11 years, obviously it will have a lot more of my DNA and my approach than it would others because of the consistency of what that looks like. Yeah. Um, but it is about trying to be more aware of what other people's perspectives, opinions and how you might go on things. And we've definitely made decisions and done things over the years that have been driven by others that have gone really well, yeah. some that haven't. 
things that I've <laughs> thought that go really well and things that haven't. Yeah. But it is really allowing allowing that environment to be one where you can have those conversations. Yeah. The the challenge then is, well, do we just end up in, in this big, open, too many you know cooks in the kitchen yeah. kind of environment and we don't have clear direction and clear leadership as a result? So yeah. there's a real balance. It's almost like they're fighting against each other of like, we need to be yeah. super inclusive yeah. But we'll I get like looking at it like it's almost like just pendulum swinging. It's like yeah. there needs to be time times where there would have been times where you like you're like we need to do this and this is why because I you know, not 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 necessarily because I said so but essentially because I said so. And there's gonna be times where you're on the other side of you like all right we need to let the team the team drive this change or drive this this process adaption so that we can then move forward and ideally you'd like to be smack bang in the middle where you you know it's a collaborative oh, moving forward environment but there's always gonna be that little swing. It's like um, I'm learning a lot more about myself and the, the way my behaviour is, and 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 a bit about neurodiversity and all these things that I've all people have always said about me. But like understanding, like oh, I'd I'd love to just be consistent. <laughs> yeah. And it's like Andrew, yeah. I love the fact that you'd like to be that, and it's an admirable thing. Yeah. But for you, given who you are and how you're made, it's, <laughs> it's not going to happen. happen. <laughs> yeah. But also, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Like if you can use that in a positive way. Mm you're going to get to do cool shit and you'll have a great environment and it'll be fun and it'll be enjoyable. Yes. But when it's done in a negative way, it's manic, it's it's opportunistic, it, it's mm. depressing, yep. it's inappropriate. So it's yep. about balance. Mm. You know, the, the pendulum swimming, it's about ensuring that's as balanced as it possibly can be and that you've got that environment And building around. awareness so that you know when things are getting negative, things are getting manic, you know that here's what I need to do to get us back on the right track or get you, know, you back on the right track. Totally, totally. And that's, like, we're, we're lucky enough, like, we've built a, a really good leadership team, um, you know, people that I, you know, I trust and I rely on um, to the point where, uh, I mean, right now I'm three months into four and a half months not working. I'm, yeah. We've had kind a third of. kid, so <laughs> I want to take some time to be around. And, yeah. and whilst I'm still fluttering around the edges, I'm practically not there. Yeah, um, it's and, huge. And that's huge in terms of like the direction of a business, your ability to grow, your ability to maintain stuff, the yep. the burden that you have on your shoulders. Yeah. Well, it being so much of your DNA, it's great for the team, for your clients, for the community, for you to be able to step back and things still move forward and progress and maybe not happen exactly the way you, you would do them, which no. is probably the best part of part about it but that's where um, agreed values come in really yes. important right like what are our values what are we actually uh, trying to achieve? do we agree that they are like mm. have we, do we have we got an agreed approach that we have for making decisions mm. um you know what are the guiding principles of certain things of an experience here yeah. and then hopefully what that means is the collective group both the leadership and the entire team can kind of call stuff out in a respectful yeah. way when maybe something's not going according to those that kind of set environment that you want it to be right yeah yeah, I, I I love the idea. Like we think about it in sports teams. Like you're a steward of the the team or the organization or the business. Mm. Like you know, you look at like I'm a Collingwood supporter. I love what's happening at Collingwood at the moment, which we love. Um, how good is Anzac Day, by the way? Um, As but, a Bombers fan, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. but you look at it and like in it might be five years, ten years, fifteen years. The whole everything's changed. New players, new coaches, new admin staff. But the club is still the club. Collingwood's been Collingwood for yep. 150 years or something like that. So, like, how, like, I think it's fascinating if we look in business as the same thing. It's like we want our businesses to be infinite. We want them how to be infinite. How can it stand game. the test exactly. of time? How can this business be something that we look at today and we reflect on where it's been and we appreciate both? And, yep. and rec- <clears throat> recognising that it will be different 
But that's not a bad exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly. Different that, is better. That's the hard thing as a founder, though. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not sure what you find about with Virtus as well, is that as you let go of stuff, you see things happening which are good, mm. but they might not be the way that you would go about oh, 100%. it. 100%. And then how do you not interject? Because as soon as you start interjecting, what that is saying to the person is you don't trust yes. them yeah. or you don't believe in their approach. And And... There's a good way and a bad way to go about it. Sometimes you just got to kick back and go, I just need to shut the fuck up yep. and let it happen. Yeah, and let it happen you know, imperfectly because it certainly happened imperfectly when I was driving <laughs> driving all the, all the shifts for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. And I think that's – it's like I like the idea of just surrendering to it and surrendering to it with a, with a level or a layer of trust mm. and, and love and acknowledgement that it's going to be okay. Um, there's an Andy Warhol quote that I love. It's um, the idea isn't to live forever, but create something that will. Yeah. And like, you know, whether whether Virtus and Illuminator here in 50, 100 years time for me doesn't matter. But I want to act and we're playing the infinite game. Do things like that. Mm. Like it's going to be exactly the infinite game, 100. Um, percent Talk us through what your week looks like now, relatively speaking, to what it used to look like when we first did the podcast, and. I mean, now, now is a little bit abnormal, but yeah. But but I yeah, guess I'll what talk. you want your week to look like, like going forward, because the everything in your life for me, like outside in, and like obviously we know each other pretty well now. Like I, we've had a lot of chats around why it's happening and what's happening mm. and things like that. But from a life by design perspective, one of the things I respect about you the most is you are c- truly creating a life that's by your design. Mm. So. Uh, five years ago, I was still heavily on the tools uh, and on the tools in an accounting firm means I would be meeting with clients, I would be doing accounting work, I'd be lodging tax returns, I'd be holding meetings to talk about business direction, but also I'd be doing the back end side of the business stuff. I think I was even still potentially doing the bookkeeping of Illuminate at that time as well. I I let that go eventually. Um, (laughs) So I was kind of doing everything. Yeah. Um, and at the scale where we were, um, some weeks that would be a normalish week. Other weeks it would be an absolute bedlam, stupid mm. level of amount of hours week. Um, if I wanted to take time off, um, which I hadn't, we went on a trip to the to Europe for for six weeks after uh, I think I think, you know, I had to literally live in the office for four straight days yeah. to get to the point where I could not be there for six weeks. Yeah. Uh, as well as everything leading up, so there was a lot more on my shoulders a lot more responsibility I was a lot more involved in it I still loved it and I still enjoyed it Um, uh, but progressing to now now having three children um, life's so different (laughs) it's so different but it's but also like I guess like if I speak specifically to like right now so right now I'm in the middle of four and a half months off I've made the decision that when I return back to Illuminate that I'm only going to come back in a limited capacity um, Huge, and I'm trying to not create a time frame, time investment on that. Because yep. for me, I want it to be about outcomes. I want to ensure that what the business requires from me, I'm delivering. Yeah. So I'm kind of calling it. It's the it's a founder growth role. I understand this business quite intimately. I know what it looks like. I believe in it so much that I can sell it to yep. other people, and thus I can draw people in into the world of Illuminate, and then allow my team, who then execute on the operation on the day to day side of stuff, yep. to do what they're brilliant at, and I can get the fuck out of their way. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, as sure. as a founder of a business, when you've done everything, uh, side note, yeah. The worst thing you could say to a team member is, mate, look, I've done everything here. Yeah. So just, I, 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 I know yeah. what you're going through. Yeah. yeah. Because not, not, it's, it's, uh, there's not a lot of utility to that it, statement. It's, it's, it's a lot of self. 
I've said it so many times, and every time I say it, the facial reaction from the person (laughs) you're saying to is, Andrew, you can get fucked right now. (laughs) But so, so, um, so like I, I, uh, so yes, yeah, so I, I, when I return, I'm going to in that limited capacity. That's what I'm going to do. Yep. Um, I'm looking at uh, being more involved in the industry because I, I I'm passionate about the potential of the industry, what we could do. Yep. Not saying it's bad now, but saying if we constantly look at our potential, that means we can be that a little bit better here mm-hmm. and there. Um, and then I'm also really focusing on family. And family is not just my my wife and my kids, but it's also like my my mum and my dad. Yep. So uh, so yeah so. Right now, my day-to-day looks like getting out of bed, getting the kids fed, making lunches, driving them to school. Um, On a Wednesday, I pop into the office and I still spend about two to four hours just in conversations with the leadership team uh, in more of like a support element. You know, what are you working on? How are you approaching that decision? This is what I might think. And and the team are are finding their way into having those conversations with me as well because it's about them being prepared for what they want to talk about as opposed to them sitting there and going, what do you want to know, Andrew? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have that that element, um, and then outside of that, it's just, it's things like just catching up with mates, it's having conversations, and it's thinking probably more broadly about what my future looks like, which, to some extent, is really difficult to do, yeah, um, because everything you've been about for the last eleven years have been this one thing, mm. and your family. Yes, but it's realistically like like whilst I love and appreciate my family, I haven't focused on them like I have on my business. Yeah. Um, so it really is changing that focus. Um, so when it when it hits July, I'll be you know a day or two or three days a week with Illuminate, depending on what yeah, we, we're trying what to deliver means, yeah. and my involvement at the, that point in time. Um, I'll be doing maybe a day or two a week of industry stuff, and I'm going to take over my dad's plumbing shop. Love that. Um, and which which is always when I tell people that they're like, oh, that's different. <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't know about like with parents and yourself or anyone else who might be listening as well. Like growing up, I always said to dad and mum, they're still together. Um, uh, oh, I'm going to buy you a house one day. Yeah. Because I think when I like when I decided I was going to do accounting, I was like, I'm going to make a fuck ton of money, yeah. bitches. <laughs> I'm going to buy you a house one day. Um, and the reality is, <laughs> not going to. No, it's happen. a little harder than a little harder than that, unfortunately. A little harder than that. But the, but <coughs> the, the ideal, the ideal solid. Yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. The idea was always there, and the intent was always that I want to be able to support you guys the way that you've supported me when I was growing up. Yeah. Uh, and so the way I'm actually going to act that out is my dad wants to retire. He's wanted to retire for ages. He runs a retail plumbing store. Yeah. Um, we've been trying to sell it and it's fallen over at, at the final hurdle three or four times mm. for very valid reasons. Not that it's a bad, it's a great bloody business. Yeah. So I've just said, you know what, in this transition stage thing about family, I want you to spend the next 20 years of your life yeah. doing what you want so I can enable that by taking over this business. Amazing. So I'm sell taps and toilets. I love that. As well. Love so that. so what, needs taps and toilets, talk to Andy. But what it also now means is I'm running an accounting <coughs> firm, running a plumbing business, yeah, doing industry space. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So also, yeah, we have this co-working space that we do. <laughs> we have events that happens yeah. there. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot that's happening. So to some extent, the way I operate and think having a lot is good. Yes. Um, but the reasoning behind all this was to be a better husband and to be a better father. Yeah. It so, just allows you the, the freedom to rearrange those priorities. And I hope so. And what's needed. Yeah. Well, I mean... Yeah, the uh, the proof will be in the pudding. <laughs> but that's where you need good accountability around you, right? That's yeah. where you need mates who can who can be like, hey, like what's going on? That's yeah. where you need to have a, a good relationship with your your spouse, and they can say, you, I, you said you were going to be there, and yeah. you, you're not. Yeah. Um, and having just a clear understanding of what winning actually looks like for you. Yeah. 
And people people have asked me like around this decision because not this isn't decision isn't just like I'll just kick back own this accounting f- yeah. confirm and like cruise around in yachts and shit. Yeah. Um, part of my my decision making around this is if I'm not fully invested in this business of Illuminate, yeah. I feel it's unreasonable for me to have decision making control over its future because yeah. I'm not. I'm not as invested into it as much as I'd like to be. Yeah. And that's a twofold thing because if I have decision-making control, I'll be too invested and I won't be able to release myself. Yeah. So um, the idea is that the team will continue to take further ownership. They're, or they already have elements of equity ownership. They'll take on some more and then I'll move into a minority ownership and I'll yeah. deliver it is what I want to do. And people have asked, oh, that's why wouldn't you just take it? I'm like, well, there's reasons why. They're like, oh, is that that's going to cost you? I'm like, yeah. Picture like piling up a shit ton of money in a bonfire <laughs> and then lighting it on fire. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that must hurt. I'm like, yeah, but but I don't need it. Yeah, it's, and it's not the thing that lights you up or it's not the what, thing that right? makes you want to Life is comfortable. Like, I, like we're, we're, we're lucky that I've been able to, I guess, professionally with a career, do what I've done to mm. date. And... I don't have holiday homes and, you know, multiple cars and all that kind of stuff. Yep. I've got a lot of whiskey. Well, fucking shit um, but but we have a very comfortable and blessed life. So yep. I don't need the stuff that's burning in the corner. What yep. I need what I don't want to be putting there to burn is my wife and my yes. kids. And you yeah, and wanting it for the sake of it, you know, can't believe we're just talking co- about burning children. It comes at a cost, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll, uh, we'll 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 just move along. Um, <laughs> you mentioned before that you've had the comment from a few people of like Oh, that's amazing. That's great. Like, but I could never do that. Mm. What's the process been like? Because obviously, it's not like just a one day thing where you're like, you know what? When when the next one comes, we're having four months off. Like, it's been a process, and it's been something that you've been working towards for a decent period of time. Like, you've been talking about it for a few years as the potential. Like, well, the goal was always with Illuminate was make myself redundant. And I think any business that's out there. your goal should be to make yourself redundant in your business. That doesn't yeah. mean you can't work in it. No. But you should build a business that, that doesn't heavily rely on you. Which it means you get to work on the shit that matters. Absolutely. It means you can take time off. It means if you go to sell it, it's worth something. Mm. Um, all of those kind of things. You might still work in it seven days a week because you love it yeah. and live it and breathe and that's fine. But So that's always been my intention to get to the point. Um, I remember when I've talked about it with other people in my industry, a lot of people are like, oh, that's that's good for you, but it could, ne- it could never happen to me. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think you realise the situation I'm in. Yeah. Like, I've gone and bought a factory. Yeah. I have a shit ton of debt. Yeah. The interest rate has tripled over the last two years on yeah. that debt. I have a house that has debt that the interest rate has tripled over the last couple of years on that. I've just had a third kid. Yeah. Um, my my <laughs> wife, um, you know, cares for our family and thus financially isn't contributing towards our ability to yeah. like. There is a lot of pressure on yeah, me. The, as an the liabilities aren't getting smaller. No, man, and that's because of the, my decision making process. <laughs> like that looks like a fucking cool thing. Let's yeah. go and do it. So so it's not like it's not like I've just cleared all my debt and it's like oh, I don't need to work. Yeah. Let's go on. But I think what it is for me is like there's the importance of the decision of the future. So mm. when we found out we were having Jericho, who's our son now, um, we we had not planned to have a third child. There's yeah. a fun story. Um, I can share it if you want me to, but I don't go need on. to. No, nah, go on. You want me to if, share the, the snippy snap? If you want, if All you'd right. like to. So um, for those who are contemplating not having any more children, <laughs> I would encourage them <laughs> if that is something they definitely want to not happen to um, deal with that quick. Uh, I went to go and get the snip through the little laser walk-in, yeah. walk-out thing. And after 15 minutes of fondling where I thought, 
maybe this guy's going to pay me for the experience. <laughs> yeah. um, I got told that uh, I was not suitable for laser because the, of the way I'm made up down there. And I had to go <laughs> and to get general anesthetic, which was tough enough because I'd built my, myself up for that moment. Yeah, to get it done, yeah. It was during kind of in and out lockdown, pandemic-y things. Yep. So it took six months to see the surgeon, paid him 200 bucks for him to pull out his phone and check his diary to see when he could actually do the operation. <laughs> and then that was uh, three months later. Yep. And we planned to do it the day we got back from Fiji. A week before Fiji comes, wife's pregnant. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know, life, eh? Like it's it's a it's a fascinating just look at just sliding doors moments, decision making, like how the like things that go on in the universe yep. change change the whole future of, of, for you guys as a family. Well, it, it accelerated my focus. Like uh, the, the funny part of the story was then our Fiji trip got delayed by two days. I didn't get the stamp. Then I was going to get it in Feb, but our son was born early, so I didn't get it then. Yeah. Then I was going in April, the day of operation got cancelled. I didn't yeah. get it then. And I luckily had it three weeks ago now. How are you feeling? Um, better now. Um, it's it's not, not the most fun couple of weeks, is it? Oh, uh, yeah. It, it, uh, it, uh, it, yeah, it wasn't. Mm. It, I had my moments. Not better now. <laughs> Good. But, but, but so, so going back to the... I've, we've just found out we're having a kid and, and processing that. Yeah. The very next day was my team's five-year vision retreat. Yeah. And so as the le- the leadership of the team, we were sitting there for two days to talk about the future of the business. What does the next five years look like? And the first session on the first day was, what is your five-year vision <laughs> for yep. your life? Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, what the fuck? We're yeah. having another kid. Life, life changes like and that. And for, for my <laughs> wife and I, we were immediately like, we're having this kid. Like, yeah. there, there wasn't a question about whether we would or wouldn't. It was yeah. like, we're in. I think Ivana was a little bit nervous for how I was going to respond. But I was like, fuck yeah, this is, if we're going to have a third kid, this is the best way. Because yes. my arm wasn't twisted. Yeah. Which is the surprise. Yeah. But after then, probably we went to Fiji and then coming back and whatnot, I, I, I started reflecting on what the next 10 years of my life, mm. life would look like. And what does my, my family need? So what does my wife need? What do my kids need? I've got a nine and yeah. a six-year-old daughters and now I've got a newborn son. <laughs> yeah. What do they need? And then I look at Illuminate and I say, what does this business need from me? Yeah. And then I look at that and I say, am I capable of delivering both of them at the same time? Mm. Not a fucking chance. Uh, and, and maybe there are people out there that can um, because they're superheroes, but <laughs> yeah. the, the, the I, environment of Illuminate and yep. what my family needs for it. It's, there's no way I could do that. I think it's an incredibly months. honest way to just build that self-awareness of like, what does this thing need right now? Like what, and then there's what and do what you will need, it need right as now? well. Like yeah. right, right now it's a, it's a newborn son and like he, he eats, he shits, he sleeps. Like it's, <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah. like in a year's time when he's walking in a few years time, when he's at school. Like, yeah. and then you've got the, the elder children who are like going through education. Proper teenagers. Yeah. They need support and guidance. It's like, man, like if I, leave that all to my partner, how fucking selfish of yes. that is me? Yeah. So, so yeah, so I looked at that and I went, you know what? I don't think it's possible for me to do both. And so then I had to think about, well, how do I approach this? Yeah. What do I do? Do I just, do I sell the business? Do I change some things? Do I just step out? And I, and I kind of made the call like, first and foremost, it was family first. I have to be there for them. And then it was yeah. like, how do I, how do I step this through? And then I, I communicated that with the leadership team. I think, a month or so after because yeah. they didn't know we were having the kid we then did a broad team thing yeah. and right at the end I'm like oh shit I forgot to say something <laughs> Ivana's pregnant yeah. and everyone was like 
what? <laughs> they thought, they they were a bit shocked, and then yeah. after that, I just because it's a different them. reaction, like for your first when you kind of totally. know you're trying. Woo, it's like, that's oh so good, it's amazing. But then, like, I guess the gravity of the 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 impact of that change totally would have hit the team straight away. And that, and they were great about it. Like they yeah. they were stoked, but it definitely was a bit of a whole like, holy shit, what? Yeah. You're having a third kid? That's crazy. Yeah. We didn't expect that. Yes, you didn't. Didn't you not want a third kid? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I and I like. I don't want Jericho to ever feel like he yeah. wasn't wanted. He absolutely was yeah. wanted, and we, we. But it was like we didn't plan on having a third kid, yeah. so it was a surprise. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's like what is what is your stake in the ground? What have you said yes to? Yes. And as a result, you should be empowered to say no to something else. And for me, the no was what this business requires from me over the next ten years in the role that I currently play. You know, yeah. as the general manager, the CEO, the the chairman of the board, whatever the fuck you want to mm. say, like what that business needed from me, I. I wasn't going to be able to deliver it. But also, in reflection, I don't think I'm best suited for it anyway. Like I, yeah. the, the the founder, like, and I remember, so zero, much larger business than mine and yours <laughs> yeah. combined. We could kind of multiply our businesses <laughs> Ten, yeah. by 100 and yeah, it still wouldn't be, be close, yeah. Um, accounting software <clears throat> business, um, really, really cool stuff. Uh, I remember, I've been on the journey for ages with them. I remember in, in one of the early days, one of their, I think it was maybe their first managing director in Australia, Chris Reed was his name. And I remember he he finished up. Now, I don't know the, the backstory, whether he chose to, whether they kind of suggested yeah. he did or whatever it was. But I remember him sharing something around his decision that this is the right thing. And he talked about the founder mentality and the growth mentality mm. and where his skill set is best delivered. Yeah. And that's kind of stuck with me for a bit of like, it's like, I'm really good with this growth stuff, but once we start having to mature and do these things, yeah. I'm not the best person for that. And, and I look at it myself saying, I'm really good at growing community, building a brand, creating culture, yeah. doing stuff that might abnormally look crazy, but experientially yeah. is awesome. Which is a different, diff- whole different world to 11 years on. But when we need structure and mm. process and when we've got, you know, 21 people's well-being <laughs> reliant <laughs> on you, you have to ha- have more consistency yes. and you have to be more focused. And thus, we have people in the team that have the ability to do that. So I've looked at that and I said, I'm not just not sure I'm capable of delivering what this needs. And yeah. and if I pretend like I am, I'm probably going to hurt people more than I'm going to help yes. them, right? And you're not living true to that authentic self <sighs> of, of who you want to be at work and how you want to show up and how you want to contribute to your team and community and, and, totally. and business. Yeah. Yeah, what is what is the I guess thought process for you around like managing those competing commitments now? Because there's going to be times where the plumbing business needs you, and you know the team at Illuminator, you know, not sure about something when you know something's going on at the Rumble. Like, what's your? Do you have a thought process around like how am I going to deal with that and ensure that I give number one priority family all of me or enough of me? I think what you find is that when you do things it's still kind of all done as one like it's mm. whilst it's individual things yeah you, you find that you, your values and the way you approach everything kind of blends into one so good example is like at, at illuminate we, we look after a number of specific industries that we kind of target so uh creative so marketing those kind of people we look after e-commerce trades yeah 
So if I stop at the number three one that we look after trades, I'm going to run a plumbing shop. <laughs> we work yeah. after trades. One of my jobs is growth and opportunity in community. Yeah. So awesome. Here's an opportunity for me to be able to live trades, the Illuminate yeah. vibe yeah, out yeah, through the that. business and conversantly allow and ensure the plumbing business can then reciprocate that. So yeah. I look at that as how can I have them connected well? Yes. I then look at from an industry perspective and I say, I'm, I'm you know, how can I be involved as, you know, whether it's as a brand ambassador with tech companies or whether it's, you know, speaking on stage and encouraging others. Well, I know that if I deliver that well and I do it well, people will look at Illuminate and be like, oh, look at me, where is he from? He's from Illuminate. I want to work there. So now we've got opportunities for new team members to join, um, you know, new businesses who might want to be a part of. So it is all interconnected. But to your question, there always will be a point where it's like, oh, someone's called in sick at the plumbing shop. We need you in. You've got this meeting at Illuminate. The kids have got a dentist point we need to take them to. <laughs> yeah. And um, you've got to be on the Zoom call at three o'clock with the UK. Yeah. Or not three, it'll be like 10 o'clock at night. But how do I, I don't know, man. I, yeah. I honestly, I've always had this kind of approach to life. It's like, I know everything will work out fine. Yeah. It will be okay. But you often overthink and overstress it in the moment. So Almost always. Just getting to the point where like, it'll be fine. Mm. I'm going to have to let some people down. Yeah. I should. I should be pretty good at communicating why that might be. For sure. And if, you, and if you've chosen the right people to work with, they'll understand. If they don't understand it, you shouldn't have been working with them anyway. You shouldn't have been in that situation because yeah. it's not a good place to be. So yeah, I like that. Uh, but it, it'll be family first, always. That's good. And it's good to be able to come back to that North Star as a, this is the decision-making um, ace, ace, yeah. ace in the in Here's the a ladder. And, that's the thing. Yeah. Like That's a, that's at the <coughs> top of the ladder. That's the thing I have to be... now. Uh, I also have to be mindful that I have an exceptionally amazing wife who allows me to do dumb stuff. (laughs) Like last year I went to the UK for 35 days. Which we love. To speak at conferences and stuff. And the day I got back is probably when we fell pregnant. Um, (laughs) But... But she lets me do stuff like yeah, that, which, which, awesome. which means to some, which is awesome. But also, I'm like, babe, you're enabling me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like there's support networks that we all need to be able to do the shit we love, right? Like, like she recognizes I need to be island. filled up to a point so yeah. I can be a good dad. Yeah. And if I'm not getting those things, then I'm not going to be the good, the best person I can be around our family because I'm going to be. Yeah longing for it missing for it or I haven't it's like you need to take the dog out for a run you know <laughs> yeah if it doesn't it's going to chew on, chew on the couch or it's going to you know, ruin a pair of shoes or something yeah, you that's, that's, a really, that's a really good analogy because yep. we've all and I think that you've built that self-awareness and you know you and Ivana have built that connection so that she's able to see that in you when you don't don't see it like you know Andy needs X or Y yep. and, and able to give you the space and time and freedom to do that which is Perfect. It's exactly what we want. And the thing that I'm trying to learn and understand is like, what is that for her as mm-hmm. well? Because yeah. it's all well and good for me to get what I need. Yeah. But if I'm not looking and saying, but what is it that you need? Yes. And and more and quite often with 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 her, and, and often this happens with, um, and I'm speaking just about my family experience, but I've heard it from other family experiences. Mm-hmm. When you have say the, the the spouse, often the female spouse who is caring for the family. They need you to wash the dishes. Yes. They need you to let them sleep in the morning and you get the kids out of bed. They need you to read the story. They need you to do the homework. It's just like yeah. if you can chip in and be a part of the stuff that I'm doing, yeah. whilst I know that in the in like the relationship kind of jobs, they kind of look after that yeah. thing, that's that's what fills them up. Yeah. Whereas for me, I need to go and do dumb shit. I need to <laughs> like I need to like 
I need to go travel to the like I'm off to the UK in a month. I need yeah. to go to the UK. And I need to speak on stage. And I, sh- I need to get out of me all these ideas and these thoughts and this kind of madness. Yeah. And and I need to be able to feel like I'm helping people in my industry that need that help. It just comes back to the awareness point of like, all right, what is illuminate anyone right now? What do you need right now? What do my family need right now? Being able to answer that honestly, you know, yeah. with with authenticity. Two questions to finish off. Cool. First one, what are you most proud of? Um, I think. I like it's a very recent thing, but I think I'm just most proud of the dis- the ability to to make the decision that I've done. Yeah, it's huge. Um, which it, it's huge. Like for me, it felt like a no brainer. But mm. I think as, as I reflect on it with other people, and they kind of share their a bit of a hold of what are you what are you doing? Yeah. I think the gravity of that is is there. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud of what I've been able to do so far. I'm proud of the the dinners I've cooked and the, the nappies <laughs> I've changed and, and that stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm proud. And I'm also proud, I guess, the environment. Like we talk a lot about our kids. Yeah. Uh, we haven't really spoken about it much today and, and how they're absolutely amazing right up until they're not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm proud that I haven't damaged any of them whilst I've had all this time off. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's a good... Yeah, I haven't that's dropped my son. a good place to start. You know, it's been good. Awesome. What are you most excited for? I think in my mind there's a, a lifespan of the activities I'm about to enter into so this plumbing shop's not a 20 year thing mm. it's a 3 to 5 year thing Illuminate depending on what, what it needs from me I think it's got a lifespan on that of a 3 to 5 year Yeah. so I think what I'm most exciting for is is seeing that come to fruition um, with Illuminate I always talked about this is not my business it's others I'm just a caretaker for now so yeah. I look at that from an excited element of, of actually being able to have delivered the thing that I said yeah. I would. And then parlaying that in family, like actually doing the thing that I said that I would. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the times I talk about a lot of ideas as all, all of us, oh, it'll be great. I'm gonna do, I really want to go do this or I'm, I would never say this, but like I want to go climb that mountain one day. And that's, that's my yeah. bucket list. I really want to do it. But it just becomes a pipe dream that yeah. we never actually do anything for. And I think you know my excitement is fulfilling some of these things that I've set out to do and I can see it happening. Yes. Um, it's not easy, uh, but it is worth it. And I know that collectively, my family, myself, and the people around me will be better off because of it. Yeah. I think following that last 60 seconds worth of worth of little nugget of advice, like regardless of what you're doing, it's, you're going to be able to be able to create a life that makes your world a better place and the world a better place. So good from you. 100%, mate. Love your work. Love your work. Pleasure as always. Yeah. Get around him. He's doing good things. Get around us. Have a good day. Okay.